Jones, Australia's leading voice. Well, welcome to this special episode of Alan Jones, where I'll shortly be joined by Donald J. Trump Jr. in an exclusive interview ahead of his visit to Australia. Donald Trump Jr. will be in Sydney on Sunday, July 9, Brisbane, Monday, July 10, Melbourne, Tuesday, July 11, and you can get your tickets on trumplive.com.au, trumplive.com.au. Donald Trump Jr. is 45 years of age, born in Manhattan, educated at the University of Pennsylvania's Wharton School. He's the father of five children, the eldest of whom is 16. He's been a central member of both of his father's presidential campaigns. Indeed, in 2016, he spoke at the Republican National Convention along with his siblings. It's an interesting time for us in Australia to hear from such a man. I spoke last night to Peggy Grandy, as you know, about this 300-page Durham report and how the FBI supposedly an impartial federal law enforcement agency, became in 2016 a tool of the Democratic Party and of the Clinton campaign. I raised this issue about the alleged Russian involvement in that campaign when the FBI in America ignored its own Russian analysts and launched a full-scale investigation into the alleged links, seemingly, with the intent to grievously harm President Trump's reputation and his chances of winning. The Durham report just released said, amongst many things, quote, the FBI discounted or willfully ignored material information that did not support the narrative of a collusive relationship between Trump and Russia. But as I said last night, staggeringly, the Durham report recounts that two FBI officers critical to launching this investigation, which was called the Crossfire investigation, were texting each other throughout 2016, and I quote, Trump's not going to be president, right? To which the other replied, no, he's not. We'll stop it. Yet much of the US mainstream media and here in Australia have ignored this report. Indeed, journalists won Pulitzer Prizes for validating the hoax. The crime was assumed. The evidence was never forthcoming. As the brilliant young Australian journalist in Washington, Adam Crichton, argued this week, those who have been screaming loudest about misinformation and disinformation have ended up being the greatest purveyors of it. Well, I said last night, tapping a phone at the Watergate Hotel seems trifling by comparison. As Adam Crichton wrote, it was a theory before, now the weaponization of federal agencies is a fact. Well, Donald Trump Jr. joins me. Donald, thank you for your time. We look forward to welcoming you back to Australia for your first speaking tour. Tell us what you think of us. You've been here before. I, I have. I actually, I spent a summer there, uh, about you know four or five weeks, uh, the summer between my junior year of college. Uh, it was just an amazing experience. Uh, literally backpack all over the country, state and hostels, uh, youth hostels, like dove the barrier reef, went out to Alice Springs and Air Rock, to Darwin, and I, I saw it all. It, it was a great little adventure, you, uh, and, and I really enjoyed it. This will be a little bit different, but I'm, I'm, I'm excited to be back. Yeah, I always love the It's lovely. Paper. I mean, you've been to places we haven't been, I have to say, but you did say, in knowing that you were coming, that it's sad to see what is happening here in Australia. You mean, presumably, the woke politics, the cancel culture, and the focus on race? race. What toll... <laughs> 
have these taken on America? Listen, I, I think incredibly significant. If you look at the decisions that are being made and what's guiding them in America, it, it's uh, astounding. Uh, there's no longer a meritocracy. If you can check a couple of boxes, uh, you too can be a brain surgeon. You don't actually have to be capable of doing those things. You know, the woke ideology has become a cancer on our productivity, on our culture, on our country, on our society. Uh, and it's a big problem uh, for the West. I think we saw that across all of the places that, you know, perhaps prior to COVID, I would have thought were, you know, of like mind, places where there were meritocracies, places where freedom sort of abounded. Uh, you know, I would have said Australia was one of those countries. I would have said Canada is one of those countries. New Zealand, the UK uh, and the United States were sort of the strongholds. I would have named, and yet you see the COVID response and the lockdowns and the draconian measures across the board and the silencing of dissenting opinions and dissenting opinions that were proven to be 100% right. Whether it was the people that called nonsense on Russia, Russia, Russia for five years, it didn't matter. If you said Russia, 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 you were given every accolade, you won Pulitzer Prizes. They're not taken away now that we realize or everyone realized that it's all a hoax. That the is. same thing was done as it relates to COVID and the Wuhan response, you know? Of course it came from the Wuhan lab that studies the exact virus in question in the town that the virus originated in. That was never, that was never the least plausible answer. It was always the most plausible answer. And yet if you said that and you were in Absolutely. science or Donald, medicine, Alan, you were ridiculed and driven out of uh, existence. It's, I've got it's to tell shocking you, how this stupidity has I've got over. to tell you, I know, I know all about that, Donald, because here, if you opened your mouth about any of this stuff, you were cancelled because, I mean, you're, you're most welcome with these views. You've said these things you're talking about, your words, are the biggest existential threats we face in the West. This is what Donald Trump Jr. has said, and if unchecked, can lead, he said, to the decay of Western society. Now, as you've just heard, this is a man not afraid to be provocative, throwing a few verbal grenades at the left. How, though, do you manage, uh, Donald, these persistent attacks, often dishonest, against you and your father? Well, so far, they've all been proven to be dishonest. Uh, you know, again, I, I got to do 50 hours of testimony before our Congress, whether that was Senate, House, House Intelligence, Senate Intelligence Committee, House Judiciary Committees, uh, amongst others, uh, for treason. Alan, that, that's a crime punishable by death in America. Uh, I got to do that. Turns out it was all based on a hoax. Uh, Hunter Biden, the son of the president, can take a billion dollar investment from China. And, you know, China is many things, but they're not stupid. They don't invest in crackheads. That's not part of their diversity agenda when they're deciding their investments. Uh, the same thing with Russian oligarchs who are money, money laundering, money tied to human trafficking and sex trafficking rings across Europe. You know, if I did any of those things, I'd be in jail right now when it's done by the leftist uh, president and the son of the leftist president. It's not even a topic of conversation. Mm -hmm. It can't be touched. Mm -hmm. It's that poison in that ideology. So for me, how do I do it? I do it because I fight. Good That's what you. I do. Uh, you know, you. I, I'm well, not going to take it lying down. I have five young children and there's far too much at stake.
Good on you. The former Attorney General, I'll just say to our viewers, having listened to Donald there, the former Attorney General, William Barr, said that people who are now criticising the Durham report are the people who perpetrated the big lie and advanced the false narrative, peddled it to the American people, doing immense damage to our country and its institutions. And of course, someone should be accountable. You talked about what's happening in our country. We could talk all night, but I want to address this problem that you alluded to about us being a great country and it's sad to see what's happening here, race is dividing us. Your dad spoke in 2020, and this is a magnificent speech to celebrate Independence Day on July 4 at the Mount Rushmore National Memorial. I've mentioned this to my viewers many times. The memorial is an emblem of America's president past where we see the granite face of Mount Rushmore and a colossal sculpture featuring the 18 metre heads of Presidents Washington, Jefferson, Roosevelt and Lincoln. And your father condemned what he described as, quote, a merciless campaign to wipe out our history, defame our heroes, erase our values and indoctrinate our children, unquote. Now, Donald, I said at the time, we should be grateful that your father is on such a line. Is this what you mean by the threat to Western society? Uh, I, I think without question, you see that. Uh, the attack on family structure uh, the, the attack, you know, the pushing of some of these concepts, Alan, that a few, a few short years ago, we would have said there, there, there's no way that even the most radical of the left can believe this. In our, in our country, you know, it's the, you know, the pushing of uh, genital mutilation of young children because, you know, some purple haired teacher indoctrinates them and tells them uh, they don't know what sex they are. That is the cause of and solution for all of life's problems. Uh, the, the radical left has taken over every major institution in America and probably the world. They're pushing their nonsense ideology on everyone. Uh, they're trying to dismantle everything that is good and decent uh, in the world and in our history. And again, I think my father's 100% spot on in all of that. And we've been watching this happen. Yeah. Uh, you know, the, the selective prosecution uh, of their enemies, the, it, it's, the list goes on and on. Yeah, I mean, in that speech, and I just repeat it for our, our viewers, in that Mount Rushmore speech, the then President Trump said this, and I quote, there's a new far left fascism that demands absolute allegiance. If you do not follow its commands, you'll be censured and punished. That is not going to happen to us, he said. We will not be tyrannised. We will never surrender the spirit of July 4, 1776. Donald, people listening to us would say that some have surrendered. Oh, I think without question, I think that was perhaps the lesson we learned uh, from COVID, uh, you know, not just about the countries, but just how quickly some people did surrender, uh, gave up their rights, gave up their freedoms, you know, caved into what in many cases, what I believe to be almost you know, a totalitarian regime uh, mandating things not based on actual science. And you could see that from, you know, the Fauci emails to his colleagues seem to be almost exactly the opposite of what he said to the American public. But I guess whatever would get him on the cover of a magazine uh, was it. the important narrative. Right. If Donald Trump did something right, then it was automatically wrong. And we, we now have seen all of those things disproven. Uh, you know, the conspiracy theorists that so many of us have been dubbed and labeled, they seem to be batting a thousand, Alan. They seem to be mm. right about everything. And yet our super highly educated elitists uh, have been wrong about virtually everything. And Absolutely. that continues to get proven yeah. as each and every conspiracy theory falls See, time. I, uh, I think the problem is they get what they want out of it at the time. Yeah. Uh, two years later, when they're proven wrong, even though we all knew they were wrong to begin with, Absolutely. it no longer matters. They've Absolutely. Win and they move on. And that's where we are today. Look, I often argue here, Donald, 
that we've got indoctrination, not education. Now, your father told a conference on US history at the Washington National Archives in September 2020, and this is what President Trump said, and I quote, the left-wing rioting and mayhem are the direct result of decades of left-wing indoctrination in our schools. Donald, we've got it here. What should be done? Listen, I, I think we have to get parents back involved. I think we have to end sort of the social pressures. Uh, we see that, you know, for in, in America, being a conservative, there's a social consequence to that. Uh, we've seen that taken further in government, uh, you know, where our own FBI and Department of Justice uh, have literally called concerned parents simply talking against the indoctrination that you mentioned happening in our schools at parent-teacher meetings, at, at parental uh, conferences in our schools, uh, those were labeled domestic terrorists. Concerned parents were labeled domestic terrorists. Now, actual terrorists can go and commit crimes, and they were watched, but they weren't able to be prosecuted or looked at too because they checked some sort of woke box, and you know, God forbid we actually look at real criminals. Uh, but that's where we're going, and that, that's, a, that's a, a Rubicon I don't think we want to cross. Absolutely. See, Donald, we're currently, as I'm sure you know, in the middle of a very divisive debate here about making a race-based change to our Constitution and calling it the voice. Again, your father said of America in 2020, quote, the left is attempting to divide Americans by race in the service of political power. From your perspective, how real is this? And how damaging? Oh, I think it's incredibly real. I mean, you just have to look at what they're doing every day. I mean, we're, we're told, uh, you know, the way to have and ensure a, a strong military is to make sure we have, you know, uh, you know, diversity in the trans movement in our military. I have no idea, Alan, what that has to do with winning wars, uh, but we're told that. We're told the greatest uh, threat to our military is climate change. I, I don't understand. I don't, I don't think that's accurate. I'd say it's China. Uh, but our enemies and our allies alike are watching. Our enemies are laughing uh, their proverbial butts off uh, while our allies are scared that we won't be there or won't be capable of actually helping them when in need. It's going on every day. It's gone on unchecked. And it's time to say enough is enough. Enough is enough. He further said, and viewers, this is significant for us. Donald Trump president said, by viewing every issue through the lens of race, they want to impose a new segregation and we must not allow this to happen. Now, Donald, you've run presidential campaigns and your father was the leader of the world's democracies. So you've been close to the highest seat of power. How the hell do we stop this stuff? Uh, listen, for us in America, it's about him winning in 2024. You need someone that can you know, dismantle those corrupted institutions. Uh, you know, I think they, they need to be burned down to the ground. And I don't mean that in a physical sense, because the left will accuse me of, you know, perpetrating <laughs> violence because yes. words are violence. Yes. I think it's violence these days. But in the uh, in the spiritual sense of having to start from scratch, you need people whose incentives are aligned, who people who love their country, not people who have gotten rich by being bureaucrats, by peddling that nonsense. 
uh, by perpetuating the never-ending and endless, you know, endless wars uh, so that they can get on a board of a military contractor so that we can keep sending missiles abroad for, uh, for no end. Uh, that's what we've seen. So we, we got to start from scratch. I think the only way to do that is to elect leaders that have the guts. And there's a better word for it. But I yes. won't use it See, pre- pre- That's right. Uh, I agree. I mean, President Trump said, viewers, Pre- President Trump said, and this is so true of us today. He said the crusade against American history, so called Australian history, the crusade against American history is toxic propaganda. We've got all this invasion stuff in Australia. He said it's toxic propaganda, ideological poison that if not removed, will dissolve the civic bonds which tie us together. It will destroy our country. Donald, on this front, therefore, are you a pessimist or an optimist? Well, I, I'm an optimist because I have five children and we, we have to fight for that. I, have to, I want to make sure that they grow up in a country that we uh, recognize uh, in a world uh, you know, controlled by you know, true democracy, uh, not sort of the what honestly, the, you know, the, the notion of Antifa is sort of ironic to me when I see these people protesting because they seem to be acting like the actual fascists mm. uh, and you know, people who have been screaming democracy for the last seven years seem to be awfully silent about the weaponization of our government and the proven antics uh, that have come out in the last few weeks. But, you know, I'm an optimist because you know, I, I believe we, we have no choice other than to win, though it is daunting and though some of the hurdles do seem insurmountable. Yes, absolutely. Your dad said three years ago, and again, this is relevant to us here. President Trump said, whether it's the mob on the street, how much of that have we had, or the cancel culture, I know all about that in the boardroom, The goal, President Trump said, is the same, to silence dissent, to scare you out of speaking the truth and to bully Americans, call it Australians, into abandoning their values, their heritage and their way of life. Donald, is that from what you read as you see Australia today? See, your dad wanted, and I quote, a national commission to promote patriotic education. What a great idea. Listen, I, I love it. I think these countries, again, that I, I feel have lost their way. Uh, and that's frankly, you know, most of what would have what I would have considered the free world prior to this. It's interesting with Australia. Uh, you know, I, I know there's going to be people that hate the idea of me talking about it and visiting. But I also the amount of messaging I get from Australia is probably, you know, other than America, probably the highest. The amount of people that also feel the country has lost their way. Uh, the people who resonate with that message. Again, I, I, I do think we live in very divisive times. Uh, that's been very polarized. Uh, but the amount of sort of true patriots uh, in, in your country uh, that, that understand what's at stake and what's, what's gone and what's been lost, and perhaps what's been lost for quite some time, Alan, but perhaps it took uh, you know, some of the totalitarian things that we've seen as a result of COVID and, and all the things that you mentioned, to bring out and to have people wake up and realise just how far we've all fallen. Absolutely. It's magnificent to hear you say these things. See, you mentioned about a curriculum uh, and your father said that would teach students to love America with all their heart and soul. I would love that to happen in Australia, Donald, but (laughs) where do you get the curriculum and where do you get the teachers? You know, again, that that has to do with leadership. We have to elect leaders that will actually lead people who aren't just going to kowtow to the woke mob, to the leftist media, to big tech. You know, it's easy to be a leftist. You have multi-trillion dollar corporations, whether, again, big tech, uh, social media, mainstream media, literally functioning as your marketing department. It's an entirely other thing uh, to be a conservative when you have the opposite. You have those same trillion dollar institutions working actively against you. 
uh, and as the marketing department of the other side. That's not easy, but again, what we're actually you know, championing is worth it. Uh, that, that cause is worth it. I think we all I have agree. to I remain agree. engaged and not be disheartened. Have we, have we made any progress from 2020 when your dad said he didn't beg any pardons, and I quote him again, students in our universities are inundated with critical race theory. He said this is a Marxist doctrine holding that America, okay, called Australia, is a wicked and racist nation. We're getting all this now. A wicked and racist nation that even young children are complicit, he said, in oppression and that our entire society must be radically reformed. Uh, how do we avoid this indoctrination and where do we get politicians with the guts to oppose all this? Well, we, we, we got to look long and hard. I mean, you know, the, the answer of the left is everything. It's either, you know, climate change or white supremacy. That's somehow the cause of, again, and solution for all of life's problems. Uh, it's absolute nonsense. Uh, again, you know, our, our, our true enemies in the world, the true despots, the true dictators and totalitarian people love hearing that uh, idiocy because they're, they're going to capitalize on it. They're going to take advantage of, of the stupidity of some of these governments. You're seeing that in America. China's flying sorties over Taiwan. They're advancing their things. You know, our woke corporations are allowing child slave labor in, let's just say, less than environmental conditions to harvest their batteries for their, uh, you know, ma magic uh, elimination of uh, oil and gas. It, it's nonsense. Just because you're subbing out uh, child slave labor in non-environmental conditions to someone else doesn't mean you're not the hitman, doesn't mean you're not pulling the trigger. Uh, and yet they've been able to get away with saying that because there's so few that have the guts to actually call it out because there is that social consequence. So Magnificent. I, the, the answer is we must become unafraid to speak up. We must not care what the other side thinks of us and the names that they'll call us. And when we do that, I think logic will prevail. Magnificent. I'll tell you what, there are people viewing us now are saying, please ask him this question. So I will. Listen, we've heard you. Are you a presidential candidate down the track? Your presentation okay. of the problems tonight is outstanding. Uh, I'll make it a double barrel question because my viewers would also love to know, what was it like growing up in a family headed by the powerful Donald Trump? What did you learn from your dad? Well, you know, listen, I think... Uh... Uh, you, you learn a lot. Uh, you, you, you'll learn a lot from that. I think, you know, the reality is sort of similar to, you know, what my father said to me when he went down the elevator before the infamous escalator ride to announce. He, he looked at me and he said, now we find out who our real friends are. Uh, <laughs> it was an interesting thing. It, it showed, A, he understood what was about to happen, how fake so much of these people are, the, the nonsense uh, and, and the phoniness of it all. But it also showed that he knew all that and did it anyway. And so I think that instilled a, an element of resolve that I think we all need. Uh, it, it, it's one thing to be upset. It's another to step in and do something about it. So I think we all have to develop that, uh, you know, that and, and hopefully learn from that. Is it true that he told the children every week, no smoking and no drinking? Oh, yeah, <laughs> that's true. <laughs> yeah, he lost, he lost a brother to that. And so he, he's, he was always... Uh, very strict about no smoking, no drinking, no drugs before school. Uh, he, he was also very uh, adamant about not trusting anyone. And I think so. Uh, we, we, we learned, uh, you know, from someone who you know, understood the world, who had done it himself uh, and, you know, who, who will do it again at a, at a very high level. Good on you. Just before we go, I guess in the face of this unbelievable campaign that you and your family are facing from the left, I said last night, 
Uh, you must surely feel, the, the left must surely feel threatened by the prospect of your father returning to the presidency. How hard is it to withstand the withering attacks? And I suggested last night uh, that if Donald Trump becomes president again, his first move might be to gut the FBI. That'd be a start, wouldn't it? Uh, I, I think that would be a great start. Uh, you know, you, you, you gut these institutions. Again, it, it's clear, the evidence is out there. I mean, they're, they're committing crimes against America at this point. They're, they're illegally spying this week alone on a you know, quarter of a million Americans. Uh, they're actively working to subvert the duly elected president of the United States. That's not pretend. That's not conspiracy theory. That's literally there in writing. Uh, the uh, Joe Biden knew about it. Hillary Clinton orchestrated. The leader of the FBI and DOJ were complicit and involved. Then President Barack Obama was also aware and condoned it. These are not things that happen in, in a true democracy. But again, uh, if we lived in a true democracy, uh, the people who've been screaming about democracy for the last few years, uh, they'd be a lot less silent. And yet they're totally, they're fine with it because it's a tacit acceptance of that. And that's why we, we have to make sure we can uh, get rid of the leftists in media and, and control of all the other institutions that they've managed to gain control of. Magnificent. Donald, look, I'll let you go, but thank you for talking to me. It has been a pleasure to hear your thoughts. Uh, the viewers are out there throwing stones saying, this bloke, we need him, we need him, we need him. Look, uh, you've reinforced the views that many people hear and congratulations to a very courageous and unapologetic father. We'll, you'll be with us, Donald Trump, the man you've just heard, but with us in Sydney on Sunday, July 9, Brisbane, Monday, July 10, Melbourne, Tuesday, July 11. And you can get your tickets at trumplive.com.au, trumplive.com.au. Donald, look forward to catching up when you arrive here. Thank you for sharing your time on the Alan Jones program. Thank you, Alan. I'll look forward to it myself.